right, so welcome back to Multifamily Live. Super excited to have Vikram Rai on the show. Hey, Vikram, how you doing? Hey, great, Jason. What's going on? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm psyched to see you. I got to see you a couple months ago, your awesome event. Uh, I had Excite Capital on the podcast earlier today, so it's been an awesome day. And Vikram is a trained cardiologist and functional medicine physician. He's an international speaker, high-performance coach, and avid real estate investor. He's been active in multifamily real estate since 2015 and is a founding partner and CEO of Viking Capital Partners. As a real estate private equity firm, Viking Capital is approaching 4,300 units Yes, 4,300 units and 600 million of assets acquired. Vikram's raised over 95 million in private equity from high net worth individuals, doctors, and other professionals around the country who want to achieve wealth and diversity through their income. He's recently gave a keynote lecture at CNN headquarters in Atlanta. That's new. I did not know that. Awesome. With Dr. Mehmet uh, Oz of entrepreneurship. And he's also a recipient of the prestigious, outstanding 50 Asian Americans in Business Award on Wall Street. Wow, man, I'm learning stuff here. I didn't even know. So <laughs> awesome to have you on the show. You always Thanks, have so much Jason. going on. It's just great to chat. And for everyone listening, you know, we, we've known each other for a couple of years and it's just, you've just really had such tremendous growth in the last couple of years, right? So you went, um, I was even talking with, uh, excise capital earlier, and they were talking about, I think, that the 42 or 43, maybe it was 49 unit, $20 million um, condo project that you're working on, right? And now, currently, I believe you have like a, like a $70 million deal. So you guys are really coming to your own as a company here, just taking on a lot of projects. Um, for you as a person, you do a lot. How have you been able to successfully get the right focus? to be able to put yourself in a full-time position to be cardiologist, functional medicine physician, uh, private equity firm, you know, speaker. How have you been able to set your day to give you, put yourself in the best position for success? Uh, I think it's the stuff that you and Peely teach uh, your, your, your listeners. I mean, it's, I, I think a, a legendary life, Jason, is a scripted life. It is, uh, you know, they say, you know, discipline is, is, is painful or, you know, it, it can restrict you, but it really opens up your life. And, you know, people like Jocko Willink have used the word discipline equals freedom. Right. And yeah. I, I wholly believe that. Uh, and it's, it's also squeezing the juice out of your day, your week, your month, your year, like, right. Me and you, we, what, what we do in, in a week, what a lot of people do in a quarter or in a year. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's just cause look, uh, we're on this, on this floating rock, that circles the sun for a very short amount of time. It's literally a blink of an eye. We got to maximize and optimize that life. And, 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 and why would we do that? Right. It's because we have a why uh, that's, that, that just, just this makes us like galvanize our life. It triggers this inner epic greatness in all of us. We all have it. It's just some people express it, other people don't. So uh, I just want to like be an example for my kids. I want to, um, make a dent in this universe. I feel like I can do things uh, and, and be a certain way that can help people. Um, and um, it, it's what drives me because once, you know, all your needs are met, right? You know, after a couple of deals in multifamily, you know, you, you're you okay. I mean, you can buy a nice car, live in a good house, take a couple of vacations. And that's what most people think is reasonable enough. But after that, what's your what's your drive to go further? And for me, it was like, look, who can I help? Like, how can I elevate the people around me? And that's 
just because I'm so interested in learning and growing, I was learning from all the best. I had all these coaches. I had these, uh, I read all these books. Um, I've been to all these conferences and seminars, you know, that's how we met. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, all this was pouring into me. Then eventually things started pouring out. So then I'm like, you know, maybe I can help people. And so I chose to help uh, a certain niche, a group, a group of folks like physicians. Right. I feel like they know a lot, but they don't know a lot. You know, <laughs> so they know like how to take care of patients. They've studied, you know, half, half their life and they're, they're on this certain path, but then I feel like they're not as fulfilled as they should be. And so one of the, my missions was how do I get them financial freedom? And then beyond that abundance, uh, beyond the scarcity mindset uh, and to like eventually have other streams of income because medicine now is completely different than 20, 30 years ago where, you know, you'd be very successful financially just being a doctor. Now it's, you got to learn how to invest in the market or learn real estate or maybe crypto or whatever else you want to learn. And, um, and, and then, and then learn how to do these things. So you not only have money, but also reclaim the most precious thing that mean you chase man time. So, um, that's sort of been my, my, my thing. And, um, and it was an evolution. I didn't want to do, you know, all these things I'm doing now. It just became like, I started my life as, Hey, I want to be a doctor. Then I was like, Hey, six people, in my family died of heart attacks. I got to figure that out. So I learned cardiology and then I was like, wait, cardiology is not what it cracked up to be. It seems to be a pill for an ill. It's just managing symptoms. I'm like, I want more than that. So then I learned functional integrated medicine and I added that on. And then I was like, right, I want to open up my own clinic, but I'm scared because I want, I'm going to be losing income initially. So I'm like, let me learn an, a, a skill set to earn income outside of medicine. Hence enters real estate. I tried a single family and I did well in that, but I'm like, Hey, how do you scale this? Cause I don't want to be, you know, going after 30 people's toilets and, you know, termites and taxes and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like multifamily scale, grow, leverage syndications. Okay. I, I don't have that much money of my own. How do I raise capital from others? Hmm. I'm surrounded by a lot of people who have capital and don't know what to do with it. Also known as physicians. Okay. Yeah. So then I added the real estate, the Viking, all that. Then, then I, I really, plunged into this uh you know functional medicine and but now i've evolved that i'm like all right i've done thing i've reversed diabetes and so many folks i've reversed hypertension cholesterol you've been into you know cutting edge fitness since i've known you jason i mean you went from you know becoming uh a model and now you're modeling best practices of of fitness doing ironmans and ultras so you know i i went from you know being slightly overweight and having, you know, weighing about 185 pounds and being relatively fit to now I have a six pack and like, I'm doing Muay Thai kickboxing. I climbed Pike's peak. I'm about to do Mount Kilimanjaro. So awesome. I want to, I want to like take this and give it to the, you know, super Uber professional who's, who's, you know, who has their kids, has two kids. They're working hard. They want to do well, but they also want to have energy at the end of the day. And, and, they want to anti-age even in their 40s and 50s. So that's where I'm evolving my clinic into. Like it's going to become, you know, human optimization, biohacking and longevity, right? So that's everything. I guess me and you are sort of blessed. We're taking all our passions and interests and making businesses out of it. And we're getting paid for it. And now work and play are the same for us. And so I think that that's the goal for all of us, man. 
You know, when you think about just a lot of what you just unpacked there, it comes down to it is that, you know, I, I heard something that was like someone was talking about a partnership he had and then the partner basically said, you know, if I, if I had the money you had, I would be set. And that person thought like, you know, this isn't the right partner for me because I'm not going to be set no matter where I am, right? Because the more I get, the more I know I have to give, right? The more I know I have to give back, the more opportunity I can provide, just like you point back here, is that you're here for a short time right? On a fireball in the sky here of just, you know, you want to make a dent in the universe. And that's not going to take if you just say, let me just wait until, you know, I kind of feel like doing something again, you're out there taking action. And the association comes a lot of times, you know, we, even when we talk about helping others is that we, we, we assume like, oh, they, they went to Harvard, so they must be successful. So they, they must, you know, maybe they're, they're educated, they're you know, financially savvy, they're healthy and other points. And so many times people are suffering in their own right, because they, they don't know what they don't know. And you get hyper-focused on what they're good at and when they're good at something maybe something else goes so if they're hyper focused on their fitness maybe they don't pay attention to their family life or their or their finances if they're hyper focused on their finances maybe they, they let their health go right and so when you can look at what you want and who you want to achieve and how you can go to that it really helps you to strive forward to take the necessary steps to get there because you're not only doing it for you, right? You're doing it for you. You're doing it for your kids. You're doing it for the other ones around you because it's a bigger picture. And you know that there's a lot of people out there that can benefit, right? So even the five people, you know, in your family who, who had heart attacks, you're like, well, let me take that step to learn that next step, right? But you don't stop there. And that's always where the point is, is that most assume that, oh, when I get to this certain place, I'll be happy, right? I can just go, you know, lie on a beach, but to, to the, the, the few that that's a dull life. Because I couldn't imagine I'm going to go lie on a beach for and just be good, right? Because you're going to be like, uh, what's next? You know, it's always the point. Like you, you celebrate the success, but there's always the what next to this. So as you've grown your business and we were out there for the event, right? You've really been able to expand the team. And now you're bringing on this great team that you're helping so many people now because they're part of a successful team. Um, which was an, an interesting decision. Talk to us about that decision, about the scalability, how the team has helped you evolve to where your business is going today. Yeah. And uh, I just want to stack on it. One thing you said, and then I want to move on to that, uh, the, the concept of the team. But uh, there's a guy I, I like to follow, Ed Milet, who's you know a phenomenal speaker and he has mm -hmm. his own podcast and things like that. But you know he has the word blissful dissatisfaction. And I think that's like sort of a, that's, that's how you marry striving and gratitude, right? It's, it's, it's knowing, look, man, I'm in bliss right now, but uh, I'm, there has to be a little bit of dissatisfaction because if I'm completely blissed out, I'm not going to take any action. So it's like having that balance. And, and I, I would, I would encourage your listeners to use that word blissful dissatisfaction and, and um, Vishen Lakiani from Mind Valley uses the word blissipline. Mm -hmm. So sort of that combination of all that stuff where it's like, you know, you have discipline with bliss or a little bit of dissatisfaction with bliss. But back to your question, look, how did I go from pre-COVID, a team of four in my real estate company to a post-COVID, or I don't think, I don't know if we're post-COVID, but we're trying to get there, uh, a team of 14, right? In literally less than 18 months. It was, it was strategic, right? Uh, one, I invested in a, in a business system. Uh, I don't know which business system people use out there, but there's a several I'm going to share with them right now. Number one is Vern Arnish has a strategy called Scaling Up. You know, that's a great one. Other one, uh, you've heard of uh, the e-myth, uh, uh, Gerber, uh, Michael Gerber. He has a strategy, um, the 12-week year. I forgot the, the author, but that's another one. And yeah, Brian, I Brian choosing, Moran. Right. Brian yeah. Moran, right? Yeah. But I ended up choosing um, 
uh, Gino Wickman and his system EOS and traction. And so one, read the book, right? Uh, People referenced it. A lot of people, you know, hear it, they understand it, but it's, there's something about actually reading it and and implementing it. There's PDFs online, download them and do them. Like take, go take your team out for a weekend. You guys go somewhere where all you all huddle up and you, you work on the business instead of in the business. And then as Jason's hinting at, you at some point have to realize I can't be an operator. At some point, I need to learn to transition to become the owner, right? Yeah. And that concept was a buzzword, and now, now it actually became a mandate. So going from a buzzword that everyone throws out on all these podcasts and books to actually becoming a mandate on my vision board on how that's going to be executed, manifested, and produced. And so we took Viking from a small regional player that only invests in Atlanta to now we're a nationwide entity and everyone knows us and we're on our track to a billion. Um, and I knew that I can't do it by myself. And I also need to know that what is my, like before this whole journey, Ravi and I, Ravi is my partner, Ravi Gupta, another physician, smart guy, one of my closest friends and you know, my buddy in building this business, we were, we we're afraid to call each other anything, but like we're both co-founders We're we wanted to be equal, equal, but at some point you got to be cruel to be kind. And at some point, one of us had to claim the title of CEO. One of them had to claim the title of visionary. Other one had to claim an integrator or COO. And I, we didn't want to offend each other. We both thought we could both do both things, but it was really this uh, mentor said, you know what? You're the guy who's coming with the vision, the ideas. Uh, you're the CEO you're the guy who actually knows how to execute and make, keep the trains running on time. You're the CEO. And that was a, it was a, it was a small shift, but it was a big shift in a way because then it unlocked me to, I don't have to worry about the details. I can just keep coming with the ideas and visions and, and, and guide us forward. Then this person said, okay, you know what? Fine. He can come with ideas and visions. I'll tell him half the ideas suck and the ones that are good, I'm going to execute on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that was helpful. Number two was we started like all, we knew we had, all the different roles of the team. Now we have to fill them up. Initially, my name and his name were on everything. And then we slowly started interviewing. You know what? We had to have faith that we're going to grow the company. And so we ended up hiring first and building it to where it needs to go. And, and, and then it's like having the faith to do bigger deals. Because when you do bigger deals, you get obviously more fees, more returns. But, you know, eventually you get more profit. And, you get to, and, it, and it forces you to get more investors. And if, when you get more investors, you're growing your company. And then you have, how do you get more investors? You have to force you to do marketing, right? And then you started doing like the friends and family, 506B. Then you started learning how to do 506C, which is like learning to market. So, oops, I'm so excited, man. I'm like knocking over things here. So then uh, it forces you to like, you know, use different channels. Like we never knew how to do thought leadership in the way that it should be done. And so we, yeah, it deals like vision forces to do big deals, big deals forces to get big team, big team forces to do big marketing and more, more marketing got us more investors. And then we're like, okay, how do we, how do we go next level, next level, next level? And we had like, now we've already have a 10 year vision. Like that's already in place. I've never had a 10 year vision before. And it's interesting. Companies in Japan have hundred year visions, right? We in America are so narrowly focused and we're not patient. And one of my favorite authors, Naval Ravikant says this, he goes, be uh, impatient with your actions, but patient with your results. And so I love that. And so that's how we grew from a small little company to this, you know, you know, growth, growth trajectory that's exponential. 
you know, when you talk about that, it, it is the short term, right? Everything is short term now. Everybody looks in the short term horizon. And that's why so many get stuck in the life they don't want because they don't want to sacrifice or potentially sacrifice the short term gain, right? So maybe I don't want to take a little bit less money or I don't want to not have pizza tonight or, you know, I don't want to miss out on this Netflix show that I'm really into, right? But the, the long term payoff because they, they can't see it. And most of it is built in is that maybe they haven't had that success before. So they can't visualize it in their mind. So they assume that that it, it's so far out of reach right but the the only way to get there is take that first step right so impatient action right be impatient with your actions you have to take the action right so i remember you know my first 100 mile race it, it, i'd never done one before so so if, if my mindset was well i guess i just can't do it right but well okay well what's the next step we'll take the first step right take the first step figure out the second step right and that's a lot so you started hiring and building the business based on putting people in seats and saying okay how are we going to do this and going forward and separating your roles is is just massive because I've been there in partnerships too, is that we, we don't want to offend each other. Right. But, but it, sometimes it's, it's not going to offend each other. It's what needs to be done for the business to be successful. And you'll see a lot of businesses die because they don't want to have the tougher conversations up front. They want to just you know, make everybody happy. Right. They don't want to have the tougher conversations up front that may not even be tough conversations, but just need to be done because we want to be polite because we're looking at that short term of what it might do. And you're not looking at, you know, the, the hundred year, focused mindset of where it go, right? And even that kind of parallels back into your anti-aging, uh, right? That, that we talked on before is that how you're looking at that side of it, of how you're now manifesting where you want to go there, right? Because you're looking at a bigger horizon where the short-term impact is, oh, oh, if I only have, you know, this to eat tonight, it's not a big deal, right? But you don't think about it, right? It's like, it's anything times zero is zero, right? So if you're eating healthy for a month and, you, and then, you know, right in the middle of the month, you throw in like a banana split and like eat a whole pizza and ever parts, you know, that there's your zero, right? Now it brings you back down. You don't just say, well, tomorrow I'm back on because tomorrow you feel sluggish and getting back on that, on that train again to go forward. So as you look at your health today of how you really transcended your health, what are some of the things that you are using or testing or trying or, or some things that you're implementing your day that, that are, um, let's say, on the thought side of, of where you're going? Uh, you know, there's a book I read a long time ago that, you know, obviously everyone has quoted, but it's interesting. I went back and read it and uh, something really stuck to me. And it was uh, Atomic Habits, uh, James Clear. And he, he talks about the 1% improvement daily. And no better sphere than health can I see that really manifesting. And it's like, look, if you eat one bad meal, probably not going to do anything to you. But it's that consistent either deterioration of, uh, of a, a key metric in your health or, or a habit that consistently gets you down the wrong road. You know, it's like, you know, we, we you know, before the, uh, we get on this conversation, we're talking about how your family is in, lives in Hawaii and I just came back from Hawaii. And it's like, if you're going from LA to Hawaii, if you're just one degree off, I've noticed it for the first few miles, but if you go a hundred miles out, 300 miles out, a thousand miles out, you're in a completely different, you're in New Zealand, maybe you're not in Hawaii. Yeah. So that's exactly what happens to your health. So I'm at the point where I'm already thinking, look, I, I want to be 150, maybe 200 years, you know, maybe the technology will be there to sustain me in a different way. So I want to have everything that I can to not only be there for my children, but my grandchildren, maybe my great grandchildren. And I also, it, it, a lot of people say, you know, you only have 50 years of healthy life and the rest is just sort of, you're just getting by. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want to challenge that. I want to transcend that. 
And so, and the other thing I've seen is I know a lot of wealthy people, but I know very few wealthy and healthy people. Yeah. And I want to be one of those because then I could enjoy my wealth at a longer for a longer time frame, right? So, uh, and and if you talk to anyone who's really made a lot of money, they would give everything they have for just one more day of optimal health. And so that's why I think they're intertwined. And many people sacrifice, you know, the Dalai Lama says, you know, the first half of our life, we sacrifice our health for wealth. And then the second half of our life, we're sacrificing all our money uh, we have to get our health back, right? So uh, back to what you're saying, what am I doing? Um, I am thinking about my body as systems, right? I'm thinking about like cardio, like in terms of exercise and fitness, I think cardiovascular hit. Um, stamina, endurance training. I'm thinking measuring peak VO2. I'm measuring heart rate variability. Number two, I'm thinking flexibility. Either it's martial arts or it's yoga or it's a, a, a specific uh, stretching program that like really loosens all my muscles. I'm using uh, something called Hyperice, which is a vibration gun. Uh, Theragun is another version of that. There's a whole yeah. protocol you follow. A lot. The NBA is starting to use that for all those athletes. Uh, I do uh, temperature therapy, which is, it can be cryo or, or cold showers, or it can be heat, which is infrared sauna. Um, then there's something called ultrasound therapy, which is pulse EMF, pulse electromagnetic frequency therapy. Um, then I'm using electrical stimulation. There's something called NuFit, N-E-U-F-I-T. A lot of the Marvel people in the uh, Eternals movie, they used it to, in their training to get uh, hypertrophy in a quicker way. Huh. And then um, I'm using supplements and biohacking. So I'm thinking like, all right, uh, one of my favorite supplements I recommend for a lot of people to take is uh, something simple. If you had to take just one supplement, this is a super supplement. Athletic Greens is a very good one. Um, and then for like really complete protein source, if you're vegan or vegetarian, is Kachava, K-A apostrophe C-H-A-V-A. Yeah. It's a great sort of super shake. Uh, but otherwise, you know, if you're weight training, Creatine is something reasonable to take if you really are pushing your body uh, for recovery. And for sleep and, and restoration, I'm doing meditation, I'm doing Wim Hof, and I'm doing something called NuFit, N-E-U hyphen F-I, I'm sorry, not NuFit, N-E-U, uh, N, sorry, N-U-C-A-L-M, NuCalm. This is used by uh, Special Ops Forces, Major League Baseball, NFL, NHL, things like that. And what it does is, there's several states of uh, frequency that our brains are in. There's in the active state, which is beta, then it's alpha, then you go to theta, delta, and then gamma. And so what happens is the delta and the theta are where you really go into rest restoration. Normally we get that only in sleep, but this technology, which involves um, uh, stimulating, it's a, it's a sticker that's, you can sort of see one on my, on my wrist here. Oh yeah. Uh, and, then, and then there's uh, a nightshade you wear as well as high frequency, um, a binaural beats and it just drops you dr directly into that in a very short amount of time. So uh, a long laundry list of things I'm sharing with you, but I'm essentially tackling all these different systems and training like sort of a, a unified protocol for me to literally be at that optimal level. I mean, there's simple things I do. I take three liters of water a day. These are a lot of the things that Jason does and a lot of other yeah. top athletes in the world. This is what they're doing. They're doing compliments of all this. And I don't do all of these every day. I'm just, I create sort of this chemistry, this alchemy of, of, of high performance. And this is what we as, as professionals in the real estate world, in the medical world, in the business world, 
need to do on top of all the other stuff we're doing so we can get that 1% that, that if we do this consistently, we can maintain this high level of performance. Otherwise, there's something that we all know happens called burnout. Mm-hmm. Like how many days in a row can you push yourself to go after deals? And, and then at some point you're like, it's not worth it, man. Forget it. Screw it. I'm done. Right. It's, it's our sustained level of high level of success is what differentiates us from the average person. That's why Warren Buffett is consistently on top for 30 years in a row. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, all these guys, it's not like a one hit wonder or a one week wonder or a one year wonder. They've been in success over 20 years, 30 years. And so these strategies, twin strategies of, uh, of sprinting and then of refueling and of using all these technology and strategies is what's going to keep you having sustained greatness. You know, I love it. And so you've talked about so many things that, that I'm aware of and I, I implement. And one of the biggest things that I, you know, soon enough, I never did was stretch. It's so simple, but I started doing this three months ago, stretching 15 minutes every day. And it's been, it's been the biggest changer, right? It's been the biggest changer. Just something as silly as that, that I, I should be, have been doing all along, but I it was stubborn, right? Just get out there and go. Right. And I've been doing that for a long time, but that has made uh, just a massive impact on, on just my performance and everything else. Cause I, I, I have a consistent goal. I want to be able to run farther than anyone, uh, which I'll say this, there's, there's people who get to run farther than me, but then I want to lift uh, more than those people. So I want no one to be able to lift more and run more than me at the same time. And so I keep that goal in front of me. And it's usually a pretty good goal because there's a, there's a lot I can do on both sides. And maybe some people are stronger, maybe people that can run farther, but typically in that, that both capacity, that's I'm um, tr- constantly trying to show up and do, but stretching, it was that one part, right? I'd go over a hundred miles and that stretch, right? Just crazy enough. And just never had implemented that. And one day I said, I'm going to commit to this. And that simple thing of just committing to that has made just a, just a dramatic change in my body and my feel of just how I feel after, after just completing workouts or just the next day. It's, it's just been, it's been honestly mind blowing for something as silly, as simple as that overall. Jason, let me ask you a question uh, of all your techniques and strategies, uh, your mindset that you work on and obviously your physical endurance and things like that. And then obviously your powerful relationship with Billy and your relationship with your kids and your, you know, your, your growth. Uh, what's the one thing that's really helping you the most? I mean, I'm sure it's all of it, but uh, what would you say if, if, if a person is listening to your podcast, if they want to get to become successful in real estate, what is it something that they need to adapt ASAP? You need to control your morning. Because most of us, we wake up, we maybe hit the snooze button, we, you know, we're a little bit late, then we get up again, or maybe our kids come in and wake up, then we get up and now we're, we're running the shower, we're checking emails, the phone's going off, things are just chaos, maybe the kids want breakfast or something apart, now you're late out the door, you're getting them late to school, or you don't have kids and you're just, you're on the run, but you're late because you've already started the day late, you get in traffic, you're flustered, you're frustrated, then you get to work and everything's just going chaotic because you've started the day in chaos, you get to the end of the day and you go, man, what just happened, I don't want to do this anymore. You watch Netflix for three, four hours and you start the day again. The same thing happens tomorrow, right? So the most important thing I do is I get up at 432, 4321 go, get up before everyone else. And I can have that moment that is just mine. So I'm set. And so I'll drink a big glass of water. I'll actually have a cup of coffee. I'll meditate. I'll go stretch and then I'll work out and run. And I just do that in repetition. And the easy part where people are like, that may sound like a lot, 
but it's easy because I don't have to think about it because that's what I do. And so setting what gets me started. So by the time I come back in, you know, uh, 6.15, 6.30, maybe the kids are just getting up or not. Now I can have the kids have my mind set, be ready to take in the day, not thinking about what I haven't done because it's done. And now Peely can do what she does to get herself ready. And yeah. we can both push forward. So I, I like I like to just, uh, for the listeners, like two things. One, it was identity integration, right? It, it was not a choice. It's, it's who he is, he said, it's his identity. And number two is I want to share a tool with your, your listeners. It's called 103210. A little bit of, of what, you, what you're going to uh, share as well. But t- uh, 10 is like, uh, and this is how you get optimized sleep and then how you're ready for the morning. So it, it's something I learned from one of my mentors. It's So 10, 10 is uh, uh, stop caffeine 10 hours before you plan to go to bed. Then it's the, the 10, three is three hours before your bed, no food and no alcohol. Two hours before your bed, no more work. You turn off your work, your brain. Uh, one hour before bed, no, no screen time. And then zero, exactly what you said. No, zero, the times you press snooze, right? You don't press snooze. You just yeah. go, boom. You program your body, you roll out of bed. Doesn't have to be 432. It could be five, six, whatever, but choose the time, stick to it. And there's no difference. Weekends and weekdays, no difference for us high performers. You treat it the same. And, in, and as a physician, I can tell you physiologically, your body likes it when you keep stay the same weekend and weekday. It doesn't like you switching it up. So yeah. Yeah. we'll end with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's super great. And so I want to be respectful of your time here, man. So thank you. I'm going to have you come on again. We're going to talk either strictly yeah. multifamily or strictly health because these are just <laughs> awesome to talk about here. But routine, you know, it's it, like the same thing, Jocko Will, the discipline is freedom, right? And it's that same part of just how you're showing up each day. And there is no, I can't wait for the weekend because we're already doing what we want to do, right? So, so the weekday is our weekend or whatever, however you want to phrase it. The day is the day we want to do it. So thank you for all you shared with everyone listening today. Love your story. Love everything you're doing. Um, for everyone uh, listening, what's the best way to learn more about you, Viking Capital, any of the other businesses you want to put out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Vikramraya.com is my main website. Um, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, linkwithvik.com, L-I-N-K-W-I-T-H, Vic, V-I-K.com is a great way to get a hold of me. Um, and then my, uh, my, my, multi, my real estate company, if you're interested in learning more about our, our projects or working with us, is vikingmultifamily.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Cheers, man. Awesome. We'll talk soon. Talk soon.